and welcome to the Knock On Scoreline.ie's Rugby Podcast. In this episode, myself, former Leinster captain Chris Pym and Tuller Rugby's Johnny Togan talk about lots, including Ireland's win over the US and the blooding of new players, the Lions' hammering of the Sharks in a facile game, the Lions get a wake-up call from the so-called Springbok A-side, Alan Wynne-Jones makes a miraculous recovery to rejoin the Lions, Ronan Kelleher joins up with them as well. We look ahead to this weekend's game against the Stormers and the lads have a go at picking the Lions test team. Joined tonight by former Leinster captain, rugby extraordinaire and legend. We had to upgrade him after last week's controversy. It's Chris Pym and of course Tuller rugby legend and man of many talents, Johnny Tobin. Lads, how are you? All good, thank you. Um, we've actually a fair bit to get through this week, um, considering, um, of course, the Lions games come thick and fast, but we have to go back to last Saturday um, and talk about the Irish-USA game. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to it. Always do when there's a couple of lads making their debuts, you know, getting their first caps. And then just to see, it's not like, I don't think we're always going to beat the USA. That's a, that's a given, but it's just to see what's out there and how they react in that environment, um, you know, and just to see, is there any promise in a lot of these players? Um, huge score at the end of it, Chris, 71-10 as expected, but um, the USA, I suppose, you know, kept with Ireland for some of it um, before Ireland put the boot down, but generally what you would have expected from the game. Well, yeah, actually, to be quite honest, I would have expected a bit more from the USA um, you know, they would have given Ireland decent sort of games in the past, but that was a complete washout. And yeah, look, Ireland were in control from 10th or 11th minute, whatever it was. And yeah, yeah, I thought they did really, really well. I thought a load of the young lads stepped up to the plate. Um, you know, really, really impressive stuff. Obviously, Ronan Kelleher, delight for him now, obviously getting a call out to, um, to uh, South Africa. So yeah, totally deserved and delighted for him. But yeah, look, right across the park, there were guys caught the eye and um, I think it'd be very hard to say there was any of them had a bad game. But certainly uh, Balakoon was probably the one that stole the stole the thunder with his uh, absolutely outstanding try from Broken Field. So yeah, look, hopefully he can uh, repeat that at the higher level. He's obviously had a lot of injuries and stuff, even despite his young age. So this is kind of his first proper run at this level so yeah look here's hope on this uh he can bring that magic with him every week absolutely johnny um yeah as chris said there wasn't really any player that had a bad game for a friendly match and a match against the lower opposition um you know they seemed to have a bit of a plan there you know there was no real panic and as such a couple of mistakes errors that you'd expect in a game like that but overall you could sort of see the makings of a plan of an andy farrell plan in there somewhere yeah, definitely. And it actually, it looked funny because it's, they're kind of playing an unstructured game while being structured at the same time. So it's it's chaotic, but it's manageable. Um, Balakoon was outstanding, but that comes from his sevens. His sevens background, I suppose, broken play, give that guy an inch and he'll take a mile, you know. But definitely coming and building towards something. Um, you can see some sort of blueprint in the background, but it's it's exciting to watch that it's because it's unstructured, but yet structured. There could be a lot more to offer come November Test Series, you know. Absolutely. Um, Ronan Keller got himself on the score sheet a whole handful of times. Um, 
Yeah, he was impressive, um, Johnny, of course. Uh, you know, we know what he can bring. He's had a... Since he came onto the scene with Leinster, I suppose, you know, a year or two ago and really started putting his hand up, he's sort of, he's still building that momentum. And as Chris was saying, it's, uh, you know, it's manifested itself in a Lions call-up, even though they're not struggling for cover. Yeah, no, it's it's well-deserved. He, he's kind of a complete package. He's like a Sean Cronin cross with a Jerry Flannery, cross with a Keith Wood. He kind of offers you everything, you know. He really has, he has all the attributes, all the skill sets, and he has... He's taken all the boxes, so it's thoroughly deserved and hopefully it goes well from him. Hopefully he gets a test or even a any sort of a cap. Absolutely. Um Chris, Kaelin Doris, um you're a big fan yeah. of the back row, of course. That's where uh that's your area of expertise. He was fantastic on the day, um as well. well. Of course. Should have had two tries to drop the ball yeah. over the line twice. But other than that, We'll uh, we'll forgive him that, but yeah, look, really, really impressive. Every time he carries, he moves like a thoroughbred. I mean, he really is. He looked like an outstanding athlete. And um, yeah, look, let's have some problem picking a number eight next season, that's for sure. Because um, as I'm sure we'll come on to discuss later, uh, Conan's having a super tour down under as well. So um, yeah, look, that's going to be really interesting to see what way. They manage that and yeah look right across the park gavin coombs absolutely exceptional uh josh got man of the match but i mean you could have given it to anybody ryan baird sean i thought probably one of the guys who made a couple of bad mistakes was um was james ryan as our beloved leader so he was probably a bit frustrated i'd say at the end of it but yeah other than that i thought casey did well at the base i thought joey got into the game much more than he did the week before and it was good be really good for his confidence seeing him um get a decent 80 minutes under his belt so yeah look a lot of really really good positives Hugh Keenan as well Jesus he just gets better every game yeah and, very um, very underrated Chris I think very underrated but he's he, he's so he's the most unlikely looking rugby player I mean he <laughs> looks like he should be playing badminton or something I mean there's nothing wrong he is just in the right place the right time he makes the right decisions he's just been absolute I mean what are they have newcomer of the year if he doesn't win that hands down um, you know he'll never win it because he's just been absolutely exceptional and he was exceptional again on Saturday so yeah yeah. And uh, Johnny um Andrew Conway was back out again in the green jersey too and he didn't uh, he didn't do much wrong on the day. Yeah, he's a man that very makes very little mistakes to be fair to him. He's exceptionally good, but I think the move to Munster really done for Andrew. I think he's he's really grown bigger and bigger and bigger and more into the game since he's got more game time, more opportunities. He's he's like Keith Earls, the two of them are just I think they're phenomenal winners to be honest. I really think they offer the whole package. Um, so when you have the headache of the Andrew Conways, the Hugo Keenans, Keith Earls, James Lowe's, Robert Balakoon coming into it now, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a selection process I wouldn't like to be involved in anyway. Yep, Simon Zebo's gonna have some job uh, trying to get back in that door again, Chris. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I think well, we've discussed Simon Zuba before, so um, I'm not 100% sure that. He's going to add a whole lot to the party at this stage, but I'm quite happy to be proved wrong. But uh, yeah, look, it'll be really interesting to see how that how that plays out back in Munster and obviously at international level as well. But I would think, given the youth 
crop that's coming through there for Andy Farrell. Now I'd say it'd be very hard for him to look at Zebo at this stage, but you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, look, he'll have to be absolutely outstanding week in, week out for uh Monster before he take a look. But even then I think you know he might find it uh challenging. And I'm not sure he's he's Andy Farrell's kind of player, you know, he'd be a little bit little bit of a maverick and uh, it didn't really so suit Joe either. So um yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. But yeah, I think we've we've lots of other options there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But in a lot of different um positions as well. So not a bad complaint. Um actually before we wrap up the Ireland thing as well, personally it was great to see Harry Byrne getting a, a shot out as well. Didn't do yeah. much wrong in the game either. And uh, fair play to him. It's good to get a taste of international rugby and get his first cap as well. A good day for him. Yeah, no, he looked really good, actually. I thought he looked really composed and really settled and looked like he'd been there for years, you know. I was really impressed with him, actually. I'd forgotten, I'd forgotten about that. But yeah, no, I thought he was really, really impressive. Yeah, absolutely. When he came in, to be fair, the tempo kept up. He was very, very good. Now he's very sharp. Yeah, not not yeah. nervous with his place kicks either. Um, no. Seemed to be okay with that sort of stuff. Took it, especially, and there was a bit of a crowd there as well for a change. So um, that was, a, you know, blending back into that environment as well. Uh, lads, we'll move on to the lines. We'll go back to weekend. We'll work in chronological order um, and move forward from there. So we'll talk about the lines against the Sharks. That's sort of a facile game in the end, 71-31. Um Johnny, there was a bit of a contest in it um, until the uh, 46th minute, um, until that's, um, until Henrik's um, elbow into Liam Williams. Um, and, of course, once the red card came out, sure, it was game over. Yeah, uh, if I was a Sharks coach, I'd be frustrated because I'd say they were in that game up until that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, whitewash in the end um, for the first time. 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes, it looked like a game of tennis. It was, you would score, I'd score, you'd score, I'd score. But um, look, at they done the job, I suppose, and they got the win, and a win is a win. So, but look, at I don't know, it's it's, it's hard to judge that Lions, that Lions team there, and it's hard to judge this whole tour. It's just so strange. Yeah, it was. Uh, Chris, there's so many errors in that match as well, and they played him, of course, a couple of days earlier. Um, 26 all at half time. You would be thinking to yourself, going, oh. oh. Yeah, look, I, mean, I think the whole thing was a bit of a shambles. They clearly got stuck for a fixture. The fact that they had to turn around and play the same team again was just an absolute joke. It took away from the whole game. You could see the Lions guys were. You know, they were trying to have a cut at everything and then it wasn't coming off and then they were getting making breakaways down the pitch and it kind of just kept... The Lions almost kept the Sharks in the game, if that makes any sense, yeah. by trying offloads and stuff that they wouldn't ordinarily try. And, oh, it was just horrible. And it was so grim to watch it, to be honest. Um, I was kind of... I thought the tour had almost ceased to be, but certainly last night's game was a little bit more along the lines of... Uh, what we would have expected at this level and it to be honest it was an absolutely I thought it was a cracking game I really enjoyed it Absolutely South Africa A17 Lions 13 Johnny it was a bit of a wake up call um, we spoke about it last week I felt that it was going to be a tough match for the Lions because effectively it was a it was a South Africa team the A doesn't really mean anything <laughs> No but sure look at it's the opposition they're out against and, and now they're getting tested like Chris said up yeah. until up until last night was there much interest in it? No. 
yeah. um, I sat through the first 40 minutes of, of Saturday's game on my phone looking at scores from other games. I didn't take my, myself from the seat last night. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was interesting. You could you could enjoy an actual game of rugby. It wasn't a, a training park out for a senior cup team playing a training against a, a third year team. You know, it was yeah. it was a blowout like, and it was good, and it was it was what rugby should be. It, it was at the level it should be at for a Lions Test tour. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, and it's I suppose so. A side story to it all as well. Razi Erasmus. Um, you know, on the sidelines, like his role as water boy, which is after headlines, it was so bonkers to see it. But, um, it's yeah, uh, on his part, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and everyone's thinking, well, why didn't I do it before? Mm. Um, but yeah, Warren Gatland had a pop off today, today as well about it and everything. But, um, a huge lead, Chris, for um, South Africans, and like obviously, they're missing it, like only for COVID, they would have had a lot more players on that side it would have nearly been a proper box side yeah i think um to be fair if i was gatland or razi this morning i would rather be gatland i think in that second half um the lions really got their shit together and while they maybe didn't you couldn't call them dominate the game they certainly played all the rugby in the second half and yeah look uh, South Africa took their try as well, but yeah, I I wouldn't be overly concerned if I was uh, Gatland. I'd say he'll he'll take a lot of positives out of that game. There was a lot of guys who went really really well, and um, there's a couple of guys who might mightn't have been just yet put their hand up. Certainly put their hand up last night, and um, I I'm I'd nearly be more confident going into the tests now than I would have been before last night's game because I felt. We've never been tested. We don't know what we're going to be like under pressure. We're going to how we're going to react under pressure. You know, they went well behind. Thought they reacted well, and as I said they played all the rugby in the second half. And yeah, look, we can go through the team. There's a number of lads who put their hand up. I thought Tom Curry was absolutely outstanding for yeah, 16 minutes. Um, whereas I didn't have him on my test team. I definitely have him in it now. And um, so look, there was. Uh, I know. I think there were a lot of positives there. Um, Owen Farrell and Conor Murray probably struggled a bit to get a bit of control, I yeah. suppose, in the first half. There was bad kicking and a couple of bits like that, but they pulled themselves back into it as the, as the game went on. They sort of seemed to settle a bit in the second half. Yeah, I would just actually, Farrell was the one who actually concerned me probably the most. Mm-hmm. I don't think he looked settled the whole game. I think he looked a little bit, not flustered, but just... Didn't look him normal, composed self, and you know the couple of chicks charged down, and then he was your man. The kick was straight out in the fall, and you know this sort of stuff. It was yeah. like, oh, this is not the Owen Farrell we know, and I think he's clearly feeling the heat from bigger, and you know he kind of took it as this was his chance to nail down, nail down the ten spot, and it'd be very hard to say that he did. So he was probably one who would be not overly confident based on his performance last night but i see they're playing marcus smith on on saturday so i, I didn't see that t- there were subs is bigger uh, on the match uh yeah we can go through the team now in a couple of minutes yeah, uh, we'll, sorry, we'll go on to the match um bigger is marcus smith is number 10 yeah. um yeah and it's the fella that, yeah the fella that flew over is on the bench yeah 
Which, yeah, no, Smith, sorry, Smith, Smith. Is the he's the guy yeah, who came sorry, in, he's sorry. on the bench, is he? Yeah, no, the sorry, <laughs> Smith gets his debut, he starts it out half. Sorry, because he only so joined for Finn Russell, yeah. Who's, who's on the bench? Covering 10. Um, so the bench, uh, oh, we got on the bench, Chris Harris, Scott Davies, Sam Simmons, Alan Jones on the bench, Lander Fagerson, Vunapola, Jamie George, and Louis Reed Samet is your so bench. You don't have a on the bench. Yeah. No wow. Yeah, I actually, that's why I read it twice. It was like going, well, yeah, yeah they don't have, they don't have a proper ten, Pardon? Yeah. Louis Reed Samet could cover 10, but they don't have a proper 10 on the bench. Yeah, that's. No, or, or Elliot Daly, who's, he's been played in every game so far, hasn't he? He's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I double checked it because I thought I had a number or uh, mm. left out of it. So that's a bit of a strange one. But um, yeah, that's a five-three split, are they? Yeah, it looks they like it. Yeah. Three backs, yeah, yeah. Mm. Which is a strange one. We can go into detail with that team now in a, in a couple of moments, of course. But just to wrap up the uh, South Africa A thing as well, um, Johnny, there was a lot of issues with breakdowns. Um, with the breakdown, especially for the lines, um, lots of turnovers for South Africa as well. I mean, um, even Etzebet had a savage game for the Springboks. He's just a unit, though, to be yeah. fair. Um, it's the physicality. It comes down to the physicality and who's there first. You know, the, I, I felt the ball was very slow for the lines. I thought they were happy and content just sitting over it, where South Africa are not happy and content doing that. They're going to go through you if you're there early and set early. So they lost the physical aspect of the rook, definitely, and a lot of slow ball for Murray and a lot of sloppy ball as well. So it's it's a wake-up call, and hopefully it's the one they needed before going into a test in, in, in a week or two weeks' time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Any other thoughts on it, Johnny? No, just... it was just, it was, it was the most interesting game of the series so far to watch. Um, actually, that and the Japan game, but that's not part of the tour. But no, no, it was good overall. And like Chris said, I'd be a lot more confident going into this Saturday and next week if I was Warren Gatlin than if I was Razzie because I thought the line showed a lot of character uh, the last 40 minutes, whereas I thought South Africa kind of died off a bit uh, in maybe their fitness and their, their energy levels weren't actually there. So I'd be very confident that the Lions could probably potentially get a win this weekend and be in a better place going into the first test. Does the intensity come back down a bit, Chris, coming into this one? You know, would yeah, it... I would have thought so. But given that it's the last Saturday before he picks his test team, um, you know, there'll be none of the Lions holding back. That's for sure. Everybody will want to try and put down a marker. The, yeah, certainly last Saturday was a bit of a joke, and the week, even the couple before that, were less than satisfactory either. So this is, regardless of what sort of team they're playing against, um, this is a proper. A proper well, it's a final test it's a final trial essentially for anybody who's on the park and anybody who hasn't been happy up to this stage who's not getting a gallop on saturday will be um you know they'll be fretting a bit so yeah look it'll be really interesting to see but you know make no mistake the lions will be full metal jacket this weekend that's for sure and um, so and whoever they're playing against will hopefully pay the consequences but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. So, yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed. But so good to see Robbie Henshaw back. He uh, yeah. obviously has missed a couple of games, and he's been quite lightly played, which I think is a good thing, given that he's played a lot of rugby this year. So, but I, based on any comments and stuff that 
Gatlin has been making. He sees him as a starting 13 bar, bar something else happens in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gronin Keller, as we were saying earlier, and Alwyn Jones have lined up uh, as well um, with the lines. Uh, Alwyn Jones is straight in onto, um, straight into camp, um, which is, yeah, yeah and probably and, in serious contention to start one of the tests as well. Is it a strange call? Actually, congratulations, Ronan Keller, as we were saying earlier. He's joined up as well, but he's already trained with him as well, so he's a bit of a head start there. Um, but Alan Wynn jones lads, we, we suppose we need to talk about that. Um, shoulder injuries. Chris, you've had <laughs> you've had similar before. Um, it's a sore dose. It's a, the sorest injury you'll ever have. Yeah, it is just the pain is excru excruciating. But uh, yeah, look, I mean, as I was saying earlier, there is you if you are lucky and you can get it back into place quickly, um, and with the right rehab and stuff, you absolutely can get back now. Um, they're obviously be a lot more careful, a lot more professional than they would have been back in my day. But uh, yeah, look, I would. I don't see a major issue with it based on it was a straightforward uh, dislocation and they were able to get it straight back in. So it looks like it settled really well. So yeah, look, he'll be uh, he'll be strapped up to high heaven. And but uh, that's not to say that it's any guarantee that it won't happen again. But look, from I think from a, an emotional point of view, he's a big part of the tour and uh, they're glad to have him there. So, look, if he gets 20 minutes off the bench on Saturday and comes through that, um, I can't see him not starting. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny, they must be expecting a lot of attrition, um, you know, bringing out Ronan uh, as a hooker, even though there's no, they're not, this, they don't necessarily need cover at the moment. Um, Alan jones as well. Um, he's obviously expecting a lot of lads on a physio's table over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I'm actually delighted for Alan jones to be honest with you, because it's a, uh... It's a great ending to a career for a man who's given so much to the sport and to the Lions and Wales. Um, and obviously, I'm delighted for Ronan Kelleher, but I'd say form has to play a massive part in Ronan getting called up. You can't overlook someone who's performing so well. And obviously, they thought something of him when they brought him to, to Jersey to train there, um, and he, he's seen something in him. But yeah, I think, like what Chris said, I think if Alan Jones gets through 20 minutes on Saturday, I think it's enough for him to put himself in the starting test short. I don't think there could be any argument in the second rows because I don't. Second row is probably one of the areas where we haven't been performing our best and we haven't had lads standing up to nail on a test jersey as such. But um, oh, look at if you have him in a squad and you have him up for selection and you're you're starting fifteen or you're match day twenty three, he has to be in it. You know, he just he really just has to be in it from from an emotional point of it and from a player point of it like you know he's a great leader but he's also an excellent player and he's excellent in the air and he's talking to the referees as well that's what will be missed how he communicates with the referees is excellent you know i listened to murray last night he was good but his, his manner isn't the same level as what alan jones would have you know I'm afraid of Alan Jones. Um, he just has that. He's that imposing figure. He's just that sort of a stern Welsh second row. He just gives you a look if you're, yeah, if you're your captain. Yeah, say, it's just one of those. Even looking at him on the telly, you'd be like, "On, imagine playing alongside him." Now you'd uh, 
you know where you stood fairly sharpish. Um, Chris, uh, Marcus Smith, uh, his debut for the Lions in an important game. Like you said, it's a, a shop window for the Test matches as well. Um, that's a nervy one for him going into that yeah, match as well. Yeah, massive. Wasn't even playing club rugby 18 months ago. So he's uh, he's had some baptism on fire and uh, obviously played in that incredible um, Harlequins team that basically managed to concede 40 points every week and still win. So, um, you know, an extraordinary, an extraordinary setup. So he's a young fella. He's quite small. So, you know, he's going to get a serious... Uh, physical examination on Saturday that's for absolute certain so it'll be really interesting to see how he goes I suppose just going back to the Kelleher thing it is interesting given that after Saturday there's no more midweek matches so you know you're one of your four hookers there where where is he going to get in and he's not even going to get a gallop now bar he actually picks them straight onto the bench in one of the test matches which would have seemed like a slightly bizarre call at this stage, given the three hookers that are all there are all kind of senior pros who've been around the block and been on Lions tours and, you know, well, kind of he hasn't, but the other two have. So it's kind of strange to bring him in at this stage, given that he's not going to get an opportunity to gallop, you know, as a, you know, as it would have been in the old days as a dirt tracker midweek. So, um, it's a slightly strange decision. So I'm kind of half expecting to see him in the shakeup for um, the test match because otherwise, why would you bother bring him? Yeah, yeah. it's just a holiday. It's just a holiday. And you've got yeah. three hookers. Bar the two of them get smashed up over the next couple of weeks, you know, which given that one of them will only play 20 minutes, it seems... It's a slightly strange call, but look, I hope I'm proven wrong and that he does get a gallop because uh, it's a long way to go to sit in your backside. So, look, fingers crossed. When, when he could have been off sunning himself in Kerry or somewhere. Yeah, well, I'm not saying that he wouldn't stop it now, but... Um, <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, so for sure. But, um, so, yeah, wish him all the best. But it is a little strange, but maybe well, all will become apparent. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a bit hard to read Warren Gatland this year. Um, well, oh, it's very hard to read Warren Gatland any anytime. anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is his own man and well able for the media. So, and he always has a plan. So, yeah, yeah no, I have a good bit of time for him to be fair. I, go ahead, Johnny. I wonder is it a way of him telling something without telling us by bringing Roland Keller over there? Maybe he's Cow and Dickie yeah. carrying an ock or someone else carrying an ock, but without. Yeah. Saying yeah, it because it, it's, yeah. it's strange bringing them over otherwise, like you don't need four hookers, you no. know. So, look at for Roland's sake, hopefully, it is a way of him saying something without saying it. And he does get it in a test, but you'd have to imagine he's going to be in the mix up for a test game because there's no other logical reason to bring him up. Yeah, you know? has, he ever, has he ever played loose head or <laughs> <laughs> who knows? He could in a test game. <laughs> yeah, who knows? You could play in the seven, you wouldn't be out of place. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that's Warren's surprise. I need you to play in the back row, yeah. lad. And he says, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, it's a bit of an audition as well, of course. Chris, you were talking earlier about Jack Conan. He get, he's uh, he's been going well, uh, and this is his final chance to impress as well in the back row before that um 
side is picked. Tyg Byrne as well at the same time. I think Jack's probably playing slightly better. Yeah, well, yeah, I thought Byrne was good now. I mean, he hasn't had a huge amount of turnovers, but he's been in the right place working hard. They've used him a lot in the line-out. I was surprised how much they used him as a line-out mm-hmm. option last week. And that's kind of always a good sign. And uh, you're kind of building your line out around, you know, two or three guys, you kind of get a sense of, you know, maybe they're going to be in the picture. So I don't think Burn will be a million miles away, but certainly based on last night, I'd be, I'd have Curry starting at seven. And um, I thought he was just absolutely superb yesterday. And uh, Falatau was okay without being spectacular. So, you know, Jack is a big game tomorrow. I think he'll nail down the eight slot. Uh, Sam Simmons has kind of come off the bench in the last couple of games, and yeah, he's he's a good athlete and whatever. But I'm not sure he's. I'd have my head a burn or Conan at this stage. But uh, you know, we'll we'll obviously learn a bit more tomorrow as well. Atoje was good, so I'd imagine Atoje will start alongside Jones if he's fit. And then I thought Vinopolo was excellent last night. His scrum was really good. I thought we had the edge on them in the scrum actually which you don't say very often about a South African pack. So I think that augurs really well for the test. Yeah. Uh, so I would have thought Vernon Poli nailed down his spot there last night. And um, if you've uh, tied to come in a tight head, then it's a question of whoever they, whoever they want to ask uh, hooker. So, yeah, look, I think they're, you know, it's starting to, the pack is certainly starting to take shape. What about yourself, Johnny? What's your reading into it? Well, talk through the team for uh, this weekend now in a second, but just like yeah. as Chris was saying, looking ahead to the tests, can you see any pieces of the jigsaw sort of firmly in place there? Yeah, look, the back row is interesting because you like you Sam Simmons, who has played so well for Exeter, but has offered little to minimum for the lines as such, I suppose. But um, I think the thing with that I'm interested most in the Tyke Bourne is he's doing an awful lot of ball carrying. And he's running an awful lot of sevens lines when he's playing with the likes of Tom Curry and Hamish Watson. So they are freer then for defensive systems and poaching, I suppose, and out in the loose, which is very, very good because normally, generally speaking, you don't really see a six running the inside lines and getting the short balls, you know, and it's it's good. But like Chris said, he's been used in the, every game he's been involved in, he's been used in the lineouts an awful lot, which is very, very good. Um, but I think... For me, for me, the back row would have to be Ty Byrne, Tom Curry. He is that sevens jersey is in his pocket, right, as far as I'm concerned. And I think Talipa Falatau has done enough to. I just think he's done enough to get his eight jersey, and I think Warren will go with him because he knows him. Um, yeah, he's got a history there. He's got a pedigree. He's proven. Yeah. He's a proven lion um, at the test level. So I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they start. Yeah. I, 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 my heart would like to say Jack Conan, he's done enough, he's really, really been performing, but yeah. I just don't see him coming in. But I don't, that doesn't mean I don't see him in a match day squad. As regards second row, you can't look any further past Atoja and Alawin Jones if he's fit. Um, and then for me, the front row is Vinopola, uh, Ken Owens, and, and Tyg Furlong. Um, the pack is. I think it's I think it's fairly speaks for itself. I think Kyle Sinclair offers an awful lot for the last twenty five minutes, thirty minutes off the bench. I think he would be a better impact player than Tyg Furlong is. I don't think Tyg actually offers something off the bench as much as what Sinclair would. Um and I think Vinopola is just a workhorse. He really is a workhorse. He will his scrummaging is so so good. 
Do you know, yeah, if you he's had a tough season this year, but I think he's really kind of got his mojo there now in the yeah, last couple of weeks. Really, I don't know who's driving the um, the front rows, but I mean, I believe Sinclair stats have been just off the bloody charts. Last night was the first time he missed a tackle. He, I think he missed, he was 28 from 28 until last night. And I think he missed one last night out of, I think, I think it was eight or nine, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, but I think it was nine, yeah. I think he missed one out of, yeah. out of nine uh, and out of 37, he's missed one. So that's phenomenal. That's a yeah. prop. Yeah, pretty good snap for anyone. Never mind your tight head. So, yeah, 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 well, yeah. Well, if you look at our back rows now, they should be dominant in the tackle area, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. The, the pack, it's the backs is where it's most interesting because, yeah, two months ago, I would have said Owen Farrell would be in the team. Yeah, after last night, I, I don't think he'll be in the team. I really don't. That's for sure. Yeah, I think Murray has done enough to get the nine. I think giving him captain when Win yeah. Jones was injured, I think that's shows you where he's at. I think Dan Bigger has been the outstanding ten um of the tournament so far or the, the series so far. And then if Robbie Henshaw's fifth, Warren Gatlin loves power, Bundyaki, Robbie Henshaw, Chris Harris, Robbie Henshaw. You're looking at these big lads. I, I just don't see a place for Owen Farrell in the starting fifteen and it's it's crazy because he's world class, but yeah, it's credit yeah, to the lad. He didn't have a good season for England either, you know. He was yeah. very poor in the Six Nations. Didn't he's lost the mojo a little bit, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I think that gives him, you know, that gives him a bit of a selection headache. Finn Russell's clearly not well. We don't know whether he's going to be fit, but on the basis yeah. of some, big day for Smith if he is a stormer tomorrow, yeah. who knows? He could go on the test bench. <laughs> But the back is it's, it's the back three and the and the back row as well as the most most competition. Like who do you nail as a back three? Do you know? Who? Yeah, I would have had Williams in there before last night, but he got bet up a bit last night and he got hit real bad early, and I don't think he kind of really came back from that. So great opportunity for Hog tomorrow. Yeah, Hog can get a good one out. He's supposed to be there on Saturday. Mm. But um, if Hogg goes well tomorrow, I think he'll he probably nail down that spot. And I think I'd go with Zamash and probably Watson on my wings at this stage. Yeah, or, or Josh um, Adams. Yeah, who's been very good. But I mean, he's scored eight tries, but against what? You know what I mean? Well, that's the other side of it too. Yeah, you can be. I would have liked to see him last night. Yeah, last night I would have liked to see him last night in what was close to a test match environment i think he's a really really good pro who works really really hard but i'm not sure if he has that little bit of just that extra gear that you need for the top top yeah and watson um, would have that there, yeah, so. he's a proven track record as well yeah, and, sure. you know so i think i'd be surprised if watson doesn't make the cut there yeah i think so, josh adam um, missed the game last night was his wife or partner having a child yeah she had a baby boy a baby on, you know, on baby, baby on last Zoom. night yeah <laughs> Which was good for him, I suppose. Congratulations yeah. to him. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, there's plenty up for uh, debate there behind the scrum for sure. But I think the uh, the front five certainly and the uh, front five picked themselves. And then I suppose I'd be very confident based on if he goes with a normal stack for his bench that uh, Henderson will get on the bench. I think he's been excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Um, I'd be very surprised if he's not and then she covers front row he covers second row and back row so but yeah, yeah I guess that's uh, 
a conversation for next week. Yeah, looking forward to it to see where everything ends up, I suppose, after the weekend. Do we have injuries? You know, who performs, yeah, exactly. who doesn't? Um, yeah, the interesting team. I just got through the team before we wrap up the podcast for anyone that's listening ahead of the match. It's Rory Sutherland, Luke Cowan Dickey, and Tyke Furlong uh, are the front row. Adam Baird and Johnny Hill, second rows. Tyke Byrne, Hamish Watson, and Jack Conan uh, are your back rows. Then Ali Price and Marcus Smith are your half backs. Duan Vandermerves on the left wing, Robbie Henshaw and Elliot Daly in the centre. Josh Adams is on the right wing, Stuart Hogg's full back. And on the bench, Jamie George, Michael Vanapola, Xander Fagerson, Alan Jones. He's back. Sam Simmons, Gareth Davies, Chris Harris, and Louis Rees Salmond. Um, so, yeah, an interesting one. Um, we got a bit of a test against the uh, South African A's. This is more of an audition, and then we'll see where we are next week when we're having a chat ahead of the first test. It's a. Uh, Fascinating, and God knows who'll be called up in the meantime, lads. Um, you know, keep the ball on, <laughs> I tell you, here is looking for a water boy. Um, yeah, interesting tactics by the coach as well. And and if there's any kids watching this, by the way, wear sunscreen. Uh, Johnny Tobin is your advertisement for that. Um, Fact of fifty, lads. <laughs> tell you, there's some tan on you after that one. The weather is good in Kilkenny College. It is, I tell you. Um, if you're outside at all, playing your games or your blitzes or whatever's going on at the moment, or your tag rugby or your touch rugby, put on a bit of sunscreen. It's uh, weather's to be very, very hot this weekend as well. Lads, thanks a million for joining us on the podcast and having a, a look back at the Ireland matches and the lines uh, as well. Interesting times ahead. And uh, we'll look forward to that match this weekend. Um, and uh, it's a five o'clock kickoff Irish time on Saturday. Um, if you want to watch it, it's uh, the Lions against the Stormers in Cape Town. It's on Sky if you've got Sky. Um, that's it. But lads, thanks a million for joining us. Um, Johnny Tobin and Chris Pym will talk to you again next week. That's it from the Knock On Rugby podcast on scoreline.ie. Don't forget to visit scoreline.ie for more on rugby. And of course, if you're interested in GAA, we've got the Clash Act, all things MMA and lots more. Talk to you soon.